Well, as we move along towards the dissolution of the conditions of this retreat, there are a few remaining uh, details. And one of the um, important reminders and teachings of the Buddha that we as teachers and uh, IMS as an institution feel responsible to um, share with you and to inform you about is the practice of generosity and its place both in the Buddha's teaching and in our own development as well as uh, here at IMS, uh, both as an institution and for we teachers. It is our responsibility as teachers to offer you what the Buddha taught. And for the most part, what we've been uh, teaching and guiding and practicing here is the development of the mind. But it's held within the context of uh, practicing sila or morality, speaking and acting carefully. And in addition, without us knowing it really, uh, or, or actively uh, practicing it, this whole operation, this whole opportunity here is being held in the hands of generosity. Um, and these three um, practices, generosity, morality, and mental development, both concentration and insight, are the uh, what are called the three foundations of the Dharma, or the three pillars of the Dharma. So for us as individuals, and for us as an institution, and us as a, a community, to establish the Dharma in our life, or to establish our life in the truth, uh, the Buddha said, will require these three pillars practice of generosity, practice of ethical conduct, and the development of the mind. If any one of them is missing, our life will not, our life in the Dharma will not be stable. But most of us are interested in the mental development and uh, initially, and maybe primarily, without often understanding the role of morality in supporting development of mind, and the role of generosity in supporting uh, the whole, all of the teachings. So I want to spend just a few moments speaking about uh, generosity and uh, its role in our life here. When the Buddha taught the Dharma, his understanding to monks and nuns, <clears throat> he was lucky in that for the first 20 years, all the monks were fully enlightened arahants. So he was able to say to them, oh, you know, so you go. Uh, wherever you're invited by others who wish to hear these teachings, uh, you can go and, and offer the teachings. But the requirement of renunciates, monks and nuns, is that they be supported uh, in an ongoing way, both for their food, their four requisites, food, shelter, 
clothing in medicine. And of course, some live with much greater renunciation and some live with um, more abundant renunciation. Nevertheless, monks and nuns could only go where they were invited and they could only stay if they were supported. And that was the requirement that the Buddha uh, placed on his uh, uh, followers. Uh, they couldn't uh, grow their own vegetables and they couldn't uh, create an isolated community divorced from the society in which they lived. They had to remain in contact and in a daily contact with, with them. So as the teachings and tradition of teaching has come down over the last 25, 2600 years, um, it has arrived in the West and it's arrived initially uh, by lay people like myself and, and the senior most uh, teachers of this tradition, Joseph Goldstein, Sharon Salzberg, Jack Cornfield, Christopher Titmus, Christina Feldman, Ruth Dennison, and, and others of that first generation of teachers. And when they started accepting invitations to share their understanding of the Dharma that they had um, realized in practicing in Asia, they had to answer uh, a really basic question. How are we going to do this? Are we going to charge a fee for our teaching, like everything else in the West? Or are we going to be more like monastics and offer the teachings freely to those who request them, hoping for uh, and uh, relying on uh, donations to, to support us? Well, I think we all have a tremendous uh, debt of gratitude to, to offer the first generation of Western teachers who, <clears throat> who so wisely chose to uh, split the difference. <laughs> uh, in that retreats would be offered and a fee would be asked for the organization of the retreat. Food, lodging, uh, accommodations, things like that but that the teachers would offer the teaching freely. And as much as possible, scholarships would be offered uh, at every retreat. That was the, the wish. And as it so happens, that, that is really how it is, it, is, it is coming to us now, that IMS operates uh, on an operating budget that uh, you help support by paying your registration fee. But I also have to acknowledge that a large part of IMS's operating budget is from donations, the annual donations and a small endowment that um, sustains it. And for the past, well, let's see, starting in 75, that's uh, 35 years, uh, the teachings here have been offered by the teachers freely meaning they don't charge a fee and IMS doesn't give them any uh, compensation for being here and offering uh, 
the teachings and the guidance and whatever it is that they and we um, share with you. They are kind enough to feed us while we're here and pay us to get out of here <laughs> or pay our transportation back home. So we're, we're, we're grateful for that. <laughs> but in some ways, uh, while that seems like a, a, a big sacrifice or kind of a, 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 a fragile uh, undertaking by we teachers, actually, it couldn't be any other way. It really couldn't be. Because everything that we have received from our teachers, uh, both here and abroad, has been freely offered. And what we offer you is just worn out stories that we've heard that have been passed on <laughs> from the, the time of the Buddha. And uh, there's a little bit of creativity in, in delivering it, but it's not ours. And so we're just a vehicle for uh, offering it to you, the next generation of interested folks. And there is great joy, uh, I must say, in uh, being able to uh, share my understanding, uh, knowledge, uh, insights, uh, enthusiasm, uh, and humor. Uh, that is that makes the, the Dharma such a, well, not just invaluable, but extraordinarily valuable and, well, essential, absolutely necessary uh, part, not even a part of my life, but the whole focus of my life, really. And uh, as, as I think all of the teachers would acknowledge, it is uh, just a tremendous um, um, uh, both responsibility and privilege to be invited by you through the mechanism of IMS to, to share this knowledge. Uh, I want to thank you for the invitation. I'm, I'm, I am deeply humbled by your um, interest and your care for yourself and your families and your communities and your suffering. Uh, if you didn't care, um, well, I w we wouldn't be here. But it's because you care uh, that we're all here. And as I've mentioned most evenings, to the extent that you care and you understand and you uh, relieve yourself of some suffering, then you're a vehicle for the relief of, of others' suffering in the world. And it's just a tremendous benefit. The benefit of our being here doesn't stop here and doesn't stay here. It, tomorrow it heads out into the world and the, the ripples and benefit of our practice here never stops. So knowing that, it's easy to, to be here and, and, and offer what what we can. The practical side of it is, <laughs> well, I don't live here, and uh, I'm not teaching retreats uh, 365 days a year, and so in between invitations, Kamala and I, as well as Deborah, uh, have to provide for ourselves. And in the past, 
students like yourself on retreats have, have offered us donations to enable us to continue to do what we do. And I think it's out of gratitude, really. It always was for me, and I, I think it is out of students. Gratitude for hearing the Dharma and for the guidance and the inspiration that students um, want the Dharma to be available to themselves and others and uh, see the value of, of the Dharma in their lives and are, are willing to do that. The additional benefit is when you practice generosity, you can't help but be happy. It is one of the most effective, efficient, immediate vehicles for being happy. Even if you just give a dog a bone, they're happy and you have a friend. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, some of us are vegetarians, so bones won't work, but, uh, you know, there are other ways of <laughs> supporting the well-being of, of teachers. But uh, uh, the fact is that Kamala and I rely exclusively on um, donations from students to uh, support our life. I frequently get people asking, uh, what do you do for work? You know, <laughs> like, what do you do other than, I mean, this is your hobby, right? And what do you do for work? And this is, this is it, folks. And there's no, um, as, as we say, there's no sugar Buddha making monthly deposits into our banking account. It's just uh, uh, students. And while IMS is very kind to us in getting us here and providing for us, we don't receive a stipend or anything from IMS or Spirit Rock or any other um, benefactor like that. However, when we receive gifts from students and support, we also don't consider it ours because we understand that your appreciation and your support for us is really a support for yourself having access to the Dharma. And we consider donations that we receive as your investment in the Dharma in the West. And so we hold, we receive and hold your donations as trustees. We feel responsible to um, receive them and then use those funds to uh, benefit the Dharma and the Sangha here in the West. And part of that is using some of it to support us to be able to continue to do what we do. In addition, we are creating a small uh, sanctuary, Dharma sanctuary on Maui that's available, that is owned by uh, the Sangha and will be available as needed and as possible in the future. And we also use it to support our teachers, to um, fund scholarships everywhere that we teach, to offer meals often to support retreats, some at institutions like this and some at rented facilities. Um, we support uh, senior students who are uh, 
uh, either in a training program or entering a monastic training period. We support some Western monks and nuns, um, and we support uh, the, the training of the next generation of teachers. So we don't really take it all in as personal income, and uh, we, we, but we turn it over, or we, we, we use it in the way that we think would be most beneficial, really, for continuing to grow the Dharma understanding and to continue to grow the support, the Sangha, the development of the Sangha here in the West. It is um, a privilege to be able to, or to be entrusted, really, by you with your gifts. And we take the responsibility to uh, distribute those funds as responsibly and as economically and to, uh, in the West, you know, get the best buy <laughs> as we can, uh, trying to be very frugal and practicing renunciation and yet still uh, valuing the Dharma and whatever we can to do to, to um, support it. IMS is here um, only in part supported by your registration fees. There's just a tremendous uh, history of uh, men and women uh, like yourselves and, and myself who've been on staff here, who've been on the board of directors here, who've volunteered in so many ways, offering service, knowledge, and sometimes funding when they had it to, to get this place off the ground and, and running in uh, 76 and since then. And we don't see that. We see a few staff people and we just don't see the hundreds, thousands of people that are uh, supporting IMS to make it possible for us to be here. And uh, I'm sure that some of you are active supporters of IMS too and I want to thank you for that. And in anticipation of moving on from here tomorrow, both myself and yourself, I want to thank you very much for your practice. It is a tremendous gift to the world that you practice, that you practice the Dharma and, and bring it into your life. And since many of you are students of practiced with uh, Kamala and I and Deborah in the past. I want to thank you for your past uh, financial support, donations and generosity to us. Um, we live well enough. Uh, we're not uh, famished and we're not uh, living at uh, threadbare existence. We live well enough. And thank you for that. And for those of you who will be making donations or financial support for us, later today or tomorrow, please know that we are deeply grateful for your support. It is really humbling to
to uh, to have this relationship with you. So. Um, <laughs> What's your name? Emily. <laughs> Emily. We'll have more to say about uh, uh, the nuts and bolts and, and fill in what I have inadvertently forgotten. But I want to ask, is there any questions? Do you have any questions of me uh, about the practice of dana or our relationship to dana or your relationship to us? Emily will have more to say about IMS and There'll be the nuts and bolts of how to, when to, where to, what to. But uh, I also want to be able to answer any questions that you might have about uh, the practice of dana or generosity. This is really just a brief um, comment, and not so much. It's about the, the dana that I feel we need to see from you. Yes. Um, because I've sat, this is my 10th long retreat, and I sat with wonderful teachers. Every retreat has been wonderful. But I don't think I've ever been to a retreat where I've seen the teachers, and you in particular, who was there first thing in the morning through almost every sitting, whether or not an intervener, to the end of, of the day. And I have to say it's very, not just moving, but it's very supportive, and it's very impactful to, to personally, to me, to my practice, for me to get up at 5 in the morning knowing that a teacher could have been sitting there. And that, that kind of continuity is a demonstration of that. And I think something that even among the wonderful teachers that we have is very special about um, what you, you offer at this retreat. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm still doing my practice too, and uh, you know, got to get the cushion time in. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just cushion time. That's, you just got to do it. That's. <laughs> Any other uh, questions about Dan? Yeah, please. This might come out um, weird, but um, I feel like there's a tension where uh, I would feel very compelled to donate, but I kind of think about my family finances, yes. my parents and such. And it feels like I kind of have to choose, like, which is more important. Yeah, sure. Do you know um, something say on that? Let me just say that the practice of generosity is a practice. And it requires knowledge. It requires faith. It requires effort. It requires understanding. And to be able to practice generosity uh, requires attention to your finances and your family, your other financial obligations. Um, it's all in there. It's not, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy to practice generosity. It is a practice, and I'll be speaking more about generosity and other practices tonight. It's a, pra it's a practice for generating and be making yourself happy. And so to the extent that you can practice generosity and see that it is supporting a sense of well-being and happiness in your life, then you're practicing effectively. 
if you're practicing generosity or not practicing generosity and it is not supporting your happiness, then it's uh, ongoing practice with some, some opportunities for, for growing in wisdom. And we all, uh, I'm sure, in the course of our learning how to practice effectively so that we feel happy with our generosity, it takes, uh, it takes learning from our ex experiences, and sometimes we'll, you know, we'll offer too little or what's inappropriate, and we'll, we won't feel good about that. We'll make an adjustment and offer too much, and we won't feel good about that. And <laughs> there's just a lot to learn about how to practice generosity so that you feel generous and that it supports your happiness. It's a learning process as much as uh, anything. And as we navigate uh, the practice, we grow in wisdom. Uh, generosity supported by wisdom is uh, very rewarding. You know? And it's renunciation. It's a, it's a practice of renunciation, letting go, which is second noble truth. So that's the two-minute version. That's a good point. Yeah? I forget on your website, do you exclusively take donations from the, the donations that you get today when you teach with Kamala to support the heritage? Or on your website, is there information that not today, but another time that myself or other people can make a donation for the support of the heritage? Yes. Here at IMS, we do not make any appeal for our sanctuary on Maui or any of the other things that we do. It's just um, support for teaching. We use it, but we don't do an appeal. Uh, Emily will speak about I, uh, IMS and, and their ongoing appeal, which uh, I want to give her plenty of time to speak to, and there'll be an opportunity here now, or while you're here now, to do to do to make offerings that way. I probably on our website. I'm I'm pretty kind of out of touch with that. Probably on our website, there's a way you can make donations to our uh, support our sanctuary and, and other things that we do. But I'm not appealing for that. <laughs> okay, I want to give Emily all the time she needs, as well as Bryony. So thank you very much for your attention.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.